0: And now, welcome to Like a Boss. Insights with influencers, creatives, online entrepreneurs, and badasses like you.
1: Here is your hostess, Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss, helping you rise to the top. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business triple your lists and double your sales conversions. If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see, people do business with people they know, like, and trust, and having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Hi, everyone. This is Heather Havenwood. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another version of Like a Boss. You can find us everywhere. You can find us on Google Play. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on uh, iHeart, Spotify. Roku, and soon-to-be Pandora. So go check us out at heatherhavenwood.com and find us at Like a Boss. So today I'm going to have someone on the line. We're going to be talking about love. So that's going to be fun. I'll do a little heart. <laughs> love. <laughs> okay, Kathleen, are you there? Kathleen Hannigan. I
0: am, Heather. How are you?
1: I'm good.
0: I'm good. So
1: Kathleen Hannigan, tell you who she is. Kathleen Hannigan is a psychotherapist, modern mystic author, whose work integrates the wisdom of great spiritual traditions with scientific knowledge. 30 years working intimately with individuals, couples, groups in her own quest for liberation. Her book, Love, See, the Temple for Birth in a New World, is a map for personal and global awakening that ends the trance of fear and shows the way to a world based on love and truth. So thank you. Thank you for being here. Mm, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, okay, um, let's talk about love. Let's talk about love. Yeah. Let's talk <laughs> so about why love. did you write a book on love?
0: Well, it's, it's really been the thing that I focused on most of my life and uh, in my work. I, first, I started working with women, mm-hmm. women who had been abused and all that. They started getting better. And then I realized their relationships were a mess. So I started to work with couples, and it was so hard. I hated it. So I got really well trained, and then I started to love it. And I realized that I could actually make more a difference in the world by working with couples because then I could affect the kids. And, and the whole thing is really that people, people really were made of love, but everybody's looking for it. Like they're looking outside of themselves for it. They're looking in the wrong places.
1: Me ask you a couple questions so I, I have my own theories on this and I find that my, my like a boss guess sometimes I uh, disagree with them so sometimes I do sometimes I don't I have experienced couples therapy myself I've been through mm-hmm. couples therapy as a coupler and we ended up breaking up and mm-hmm. afterwards I talked to a woman who who is out there in the world talks about love and connection and like that she actually has a view that it's not a good idea to go through couples therapy Mm. and that it never really ends up on the other side in a good thing.
0: What do you Mm. say? Well, I I don't think it's a a set rule. I think sometimes it isn't good and that, that it really would be better for people to accept that it's better to end because I really believe the vow to yourself trumps the vow to anyone else. Mm. But there are times, I mean, gosh, I've helped a lot of people. So, um, and I'm not one of those therapists that like, you know, like I have a hang up and you have to stay together. Right. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of ambivalent people coming. And I think it, I think that sometimes individual therapy can not be good for people because mm-hmm. they're, they're getting unconditional positive regard from the therapist and they go home and they fight and they, they don't have like, they're not working with the person that they have the most trouble with. Right. So,
1: yeah. Right. Yeah. It was her particular view, which I found interesting. I'm going to you know push back a little bit is so that she said, that women this is her view and i'm curious what you think you've been had years and years of experience yourself that women are the mechanics of a relationship yes and how women are the a mecha- woman understands that they're mechanics of a relationship they're actually the ones that can really alter things mm-hmm. and that men and i'm generalizing of course so please know that men in general ha- don't want to talk about relationship right right so, yeah it and their and just their dna it's challenging mm-hmm. so she suggested that if she could train more women, her, her view, train more women to understand that they're the mechanic, they're the mechanic of the relationship, that it would alter things. And it sometimes they do need, they do need to divorce or let go or you know, mm-hmm. break up. What's your take yeah. on that particular view?
0: In your I really do agree with her on that. I believe that women are the, the, you know, movers and the shakers in terms of just about everything to tell you the truth. And that, but, but, and what I do work with, Like the other thing I do is work a lot with women because when a woman, and actually she becomes her own boss, she becomes sovereign. She becomes, she steps out of being complicit with men. She has her own power, but not as a bitch, but really as more of a queen, like with that energy, she can create change. But a lot of women don't know how to do that. So helping them do it is great. Now here's the, on the other side are men. Um, Lots of them, I mean, basically they react to us, Right. And they get really defensive. So I, I have a lot of compassion for men because they're, you know, the patriarchy has done a job on them as well as us. So I, I do agree with her, but I still say I can make progress when they're together. You know, I, I do.
1: Okay. And so when you're, when, okay, so first of all, I love the analogy of the queen energy. I completely agree. I've recently been reaching, reading Alison Armstrong's work, The Queen's. Oh, country. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And have you read that book? I didn't read it. I read her. I know her other stuff about men. And then I started reading the other that she has about women now. Yeah. It's, it's
1: really fascinating. And that Queens, the Queens code really talks about the Queens language, mm-hmm. you know, and how not to be, what you call a bee a B or bitch, you know, how not to be a bitch, but also be able to step into being a queen. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. Cause if you just type in like queen or things like that on Instagram, the energy is very like, I'm better than you. I'm a queen. You know, it's a very like, which is different than what she's saying. It's more open space. And so Mm -hmm. I want to give you the opportunity. What, what is your uh, opinion or view or your own personal theory about queen energy? Can you share more? Can you go deeper there?
0: Yeah. Well, the queen, a lot of women have a lot of warrior energy. So a queen warrior is actually pretty good because we do need warrior. Um, Because if a woman doesn't have any warrior, she's just kind of a doormat. But the warrior can tend to the bitch, you know. Where the queen, she's like, she even has a stance that's different. It's not like in your face. It's like, she's like this. And she can just as easily go off with your head as, you know, be kind and gentle. So she has that that range. And mm-hmm. she's sovereign. She doesn't need anybody else. Yet she doesn't put anybody down, you know. So she's she's like unto herself. That's the best way I can describe it. It's very... I don't know, when I think of queens, I think of um, Meryl Streep. She's the queen. Um, I actually think um, Michelle Obama is a queen. There are, there are several examples of queens right now. And um, they just, they're, they have a great energy, a regal energy. And, um, and men don't like to tangle with queens, to tell you the truth. <laughs> they just as soon tangle with the warrior, with the bitch. And, right. It's
1: so much easier to blame the bitch, right? Or the Mm -hmm. psycho or the bitch or you're crazy or what's wrong with you? You're going off the chain. I mean, it's just like such an attack on that. And I've been called all of those, Mm -hmm. you know, and what, what, and I, and I, understand from their view that's how they see it, but it's also the warrior in me, where right? yeah. the rebel yeah. in me, it's the warrior in me. Yeah. Love, so let's talk about the word sovereignty from this perspective. Can you mm. go a little bit more into queen energy sovereignty? This might be mm. for me I've heard this before. So someone listening might be like, what the what <laughs> right. is she, what is that girl talking about? What is she you know, talking about? <laughs> what is yeah. You know, mm-hmm. So, and I think I will speak into this before you answer is that I know for myself over the years, I've had to be, I've, I've had to, I've been kind of forced into the warrior where mm-hmm. I've been kind of put into a corner and I have to kind mm-hmm. of fight out because yeah. there's been that position where there's been like a black and whiteness, either you're a doormat mm-hmm. and you're sweetheart or yeah. you're a bitch, you know? And I'm like, yeah. well, I don't want to be a doormat. So I'm not going to be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And yeah. I might as well just be a warrior and just be called that and be okay with that being called that because I don't want to be a doormat. It's just not my yeah.
0: so that's what happens. Yeah.
1: That's, it's like a swinging left, mm-hmm. right, left, right. There's no moderate <laughs> of anything. Right. So mm-hmm. let's talk about sovereignty from your perspective as a queen and that.
0: Yeah. So sovereignty, another word might be, um, actually <laughs> the boss energy that you talk about is the sovereign energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, um, it's, it's like centered. It's not either or. It's not swinging back and forth. It's like stay, it stays centered. And it, sovereign to reign, R-E-I-G-N in the end, is like, it's like you are your own ruler. Nobody tells you what to do. On the other hand, you don't need to tell everybody else what to do, although by your presence, people are drawn to you there's a certain energy, like it's, it's an attractor where the warrior can push away, right? And like attractor energy is really good. So, and it's, there's an autonomy to the sovereign woman mm-hmm. and she doesn't need a man, uh, but she will, doesn't mean that she doesn't want to be with a man. She wants to lean in. She wants to be able to, you know, to have that softer energy sometimes, but if she needs to, whoosh, she gets the other energy. Like she can, I, like I said, she can do off with your head too. Um, But it's, not scrapping it's just like would you please off with the head there you know you know
1: your experience let me go to here for a second for in your experience being such a couple therapy Mm -hmm. seeing couples have you and i'm making this up maybe a scenario you have so i'm making it up maybe Mm -hmm. if you had a scenario like this maybe but if you had a scenario where you see a woman's kind of stepping into her queenism or queen code or her own summer she's yeah learning that phase of her life and then you see the man who maybe is not stepping into his king Mm.
0: level good question and then
1: there's all of a sudden like this huge imbalance in the
0: relationship yeah Yeah. it can it can be problematic and i'll tell you i'll tell you how that's such a good question because a lot of times a woman intuitively knows that he may not be able to step up yeah And so she stays scrapping with him in the bitch and they just keep going. And at least they have contact, you know, they're fighting all the time. And when she moves into her queen and he likes it because, you know, he's not getting clobbered, but after a while, what could happen, not always, um, she can see more clearly because she's not fighting all the time and she can see it's, he's never going to do it. I mean, she may wait a while, but it's very powerful and risky to step into your queen energy because it could cost you the relationship. It could. Girl, do I know. <laughs> I know, right? I do too. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And what do you say about that? So, because I'm women might be listening and it might be something that I think I've asked before and myself and, and counselors and therapists, can a woman force or get or manipulate a man to step into his queen energy?
0: His king energy, Um, no, there's no way he has to. It's the sovereign he has to get there himself. Um, Like generally, men in their 40s and women in their 30s and 40s are, you know, he's more in his prince. He may be starting. If he's got a you know good business head, he's maybe stepping into king early. But it's also a stage of life, and before a man steps into king, he actually goes through um, kind of the quintessential midlife crisis, where he has like a often a um, crisis of meaning. And he has to reassess what's important. He, and men who are kings are wonderful partners. <laughs> they're they're great, but very I'll tell you right now, very few men get there, and that's sad. And
1: why is that? Let's go there for a second. This mm-hmm. is not a okay. diss on men. I think first I want to kind of clear the air. This is understanding the other opposite sex and understanding and being mm-hmm. compassionate where they all are, you know, I think yeah. we're all in different phases and we get together as partners, men and women or two women or two men, whatever. And at a certain phase But yeah. as some things happen, years happen, sometimes quote unquote grow. One grows mm-hmm. and one doesn't. Yeah. And I apart. think that's it. It's very hurtful. It changes mm-hmm. things. I know for myself that I've had that happen. So let's talk about men. Let's talk about that phases. If you don't mind, for the listeners, could you identify or describe the prince energy?
0: Yeah. So according to to Armstrong, Alison Armstrong, that you've got the page, the wanna be knight. That's up until eleven, and then the knight at about you know at adolescence, and unfortunately, the knight can extend into the sixties. <laughs> it can. I see men like that all the time. My age, right? They're still unreliable boys, but the 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 knight is all about fun and adventure. But the prince now, toward like end of the twenties, thirties, he's got direction. He maybe now has, has a business going or he, he, he's rising up in a company. He's got focus. He's going to be working a lot, working a lot, working a lot. And he's not focused on relationship very much at all. He's focused on providing and building and money. And, um, it's pretty, it's, it's kind of, it's really exciting and powerful energy. And if a woman doesn't have something going for herself, then it's no fun being with the prince. You know, it's a good time for women to focus on developing their um, their queen energy, mm-hmm. and and that's why I said a lot of times if, if a woman does that in individual therapy, but the man isn't coming along, it, that can create the rift too. Right. But there's a the thing that's going on really. You now we hear about the patriarchy a lot, but there's a psychological patriarchy in addition to the you know the other out there, and it has to do with if you think of the yin yang sign, right. Mm-hmm. All things feminine are weak and less than. That's mm-hmm. what the patriarchy is, right? Ah, make me want to puke. Go ahead. I know, me too. And then the next circle is contempt. And then when women are complicit with that, we have what we have, right? Uh-huh. But when women know that all things feminine are is unbelievably powerful, it changes everything. And it scares mm-hmm. a lot of men who can't step up, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I, have, I found a quote recently by um, Elizabeth Lesser, the one who wrote uh, um, Eat, Pray, Love. Mm-hmm. If we have a moment, I'll read it to you. It's yeah, I'm open. So awesome. Let me see. I, Let's do it. Let's have, find it. it up. Okay. This is, this, I read it to my group the other day. She says, you guys, I can't do it anymore. I can't attack myself. I can't insult myself. I can't respond to a compliment by offering up a list of my flaws. I just can't. It feels like such a violation of the sacred. I don't have the heart for self-deprecation anymore. Somewhere along the way, over the past few years, I've lost the dark and particularly female talent for self-criticism and for tearing myself down. It feels like a sacrilege. My mouth can't form the hateful words, and I can't bear it anymore to hear another woman demean, degrade, or diminish herself. It shocks my senses and hurts my heart. To witness a woman denying that she is beautiful is like watching someone set fire to an art museum. It's like watching an angel drink gasoline. It's like watching a phoenix rip its wings off. I just can't be around it anymore. It hurts too much. This is my official plea. I beg you to stop doing that. You are a magnificent creature. Start knowing it. Stop lying about yourself. I love you. Onward. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> that, God. I love that. I know, right? I like, ah, that's wait, how I the feel. part that I
1: heard... Is the, I don't know how she said the feminine side of me of degrading. Right. There yeah. is like, the, so the feminine, um, and what I mean by that, so feet, let me really let me, let me replace that females growing up, yeah. um, um, complain and put each, put each other down, put yeah. ourselves down. I call it woman on woman crime. Yep. And I've had a few of those lately where I go, Oh, yeah. woman oh. on woman crime. You're woman on woman criming me right now. And she's like, yeah. what? I'm like, you are attacking me. Yeah. And that's called woman on woman crime. May I suggest that you like take the woman on woman crime and put your energy elsewhere. Cause what you're doing is hurting other women. And like, how's that, yeah. how is that serving? How's it serving so me true. right yeah. now? You it's know, true. it's called woman on woman crime. And, um, it's very pervasive. It's also yeah. extremely socially normal. Yeah. Mean girl, mean girl, mean girls. Okay. No, it's not. And, and right. Well, from a social perspective, yeah, Um, people love watching women uh, women fight. I know, right? I remember growing up. I uh, I fought with this other girl on my drill team, and because of that, I got this kind of reputation of like a badass
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: I pretty much told this girl to stop picking on my sister. She was totally slamming my sister left and right, left and right, calling her all these horrible names, and I told her I go stop it, like. Freaking stop it! And I got him. She was older than me, all that stuff, you know, senior to me. And I pretty much was like, "Dude, she's my sister. A, B, she's another woman. Okay, see, don't get mad at her. Get mad at your boyfriend who's hitting on her. Like it's not her fault, you know. So why don't you put your anger on something else? That actually is like maybe your man. Okay, yeah. And she was like, "I can't believe you said that. You know, whatever. And so now I got this reputation of badass. But I thought it was interesting because she was a woman over in crime, and it was basically permissible. You know, pearl yeah. and all that. So that's really interesting. Okay, so we'll go back yeah. to this. the sovereignty of a man, or the sovereignty of a man in the kingdom. How, how mm-hmm. do you, I mean, go further down that? We were starting down
0: that path around that. Like the king, the king energy, yeah. the king energy. Um, he's not threatened by a woman anymore. He loves a woman in his in her power. Yeah, he wants it. He celebrates it. He could have written that. He 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 doesn't he doesn't. You know, I mean, and, and the man who's a king, if a woman and any woman, including a queen can turn into bitch sometimes, I mean, we all can, right? I mean, we're just human. So he doesn't take it on. He doesn't get crushed. He just holds a space. He says, I know, honey, come here. And he's just got that like quality of like a tree, you know, he doesn't run away. He's not afraid. He's secure in himself. And he makes a great partner actually you know that kind of man and that kind of man doesn't run around and need a lot of women he really only wants one really good woman yeah he can go deep with yeah um and and just because a man is like i'm 66 if it look at i i look for (laughs) i'm single too i don't find too many kings my age why is that i think that's
1: where we are going why is that that there are few kings today. Can you talk about that? You were talking about the different patriarchy yeah. language. Can you can you talk more about that and go further
0: there? A, a king may be an alpha male. He does not have to be, but what we have instead, the older generation, the boomers and and earlier, um, to be a strong man, you were an alpha male and you were an asshole, right? And so um, either you're the you know the, the wishy washy passive guy, which could drive any woman crazy. Or this guy who's really steeped in the patriarchy, so he won't accept your no. He'll talk over you. He'll um, he'll say things that are completely inappropriate and not even know it. Um, so th- that man is not a king. Right? He's just an old guy. <laughs> you know. Um, and so a king celebrates the feminine because a king has already integrated his feminine part. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and there's that,
1: power in that. I want that to so hear much that, power. That yeah. when men integrate their feminine, it's the oh. yin yang, it's yeah. actually the balance and there's power in that. Power. Right? Yeah. Versus yeah. sitting there and being a prince Or a Mm -hmm. night where you are just so integrated into the masculinity and there's a massive fear and you fear strong women and you fear all of that. It's like when you integrate that, I've seen that a few times Mm -hmm. where the men are completely
0: okay with the the feminine. And there's like, Mm -hmm. he's okay with his own feelings. The queen has integrated her masculine, right? So she, she's not afraid of men. She right. doesn't, you know. She doesn't. If if a man, and, and also even if a man makes a mistake and he's inappropriate, she'll say, you know what? I didn't like that. But she doesn't have to write him off, right? Mm-hmm. Where 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 a warrior might like punch him in the mouth, you know? So I've done that. I've <laughs> done that. I'm like, oops, this should should have. Yeah,
1: done. I have you made know? a commitment. I have made a commitment personally, but I'm saying it to seventy five thousand people now. Oh my god. god, um, that uh, I made a commitment not to emasculate men. So far, I've been a couple of weeks. And it's been fascinating because I've, um, um, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> so, oh, that's horrible to say, but you know, it's like what I call, you know, punches. And, uh, I was at two events, parties, like art parties, social gatherings over the weekend. And there were just a couple of opportunities. You know what I mean? I'm like,
0: yeah,
1: oh, smile, <laughs> I but you that. know what,
0: Heather? That's really good because I was going to say in order for a woman to integrate her masculine and become a queen and vice versa for the man they have to integrate their shadow and you just admitted i can do that i can be a warrior i can so that by you into you admitting that you can integrate it if you don't own it you can't integrate it right so you have to acknowledge the things about you that are not necessarily socially acceptable or you know proper and you have to be able to then say you know look at this is part of me, um, you know, take it or leave it. But now I know that I need to make some changes. So I'm going to, I'm going to own my power. Right. Then you don't need to, you don't, you see when, when girls, when, when mean girls or women bash other women, they are u- misusing their masculine power. Yeah. yeah. They're doing the same thing that men do basically.
1: Yeah. I had a, a situation, same parties, by the way, that, that party mm-hmm. was a very interesting party. Um, mm-hmm. I had a situation where I was, Getting attacked by this stranger it was very woman-on-woman woman crime, and I didn't know how to like. It was a, it was interesting. I was like, "What is going on?" Like, I didn't really see what was happening. It was interesting, yeah. but um, yeah, it was very, you know, cat mm-hmm. for no reason. I'm like, "Girl, chill. Like, it's mm-hmm. okay. Like, I don't know what you got going on with me, but like, shh, what is up?" But it's so. I think that part of this is the integration piece yeah. is understanding how much powerful it is. For myself, and please know, listening, people know that I had taken massive shifts for years and years and years. i tried just to be a man. And then for years and years and years, I pretty much kissed every man's ass. And then for years and years and years, I've tried to fight every man. And then yep. for years, I'm now learning to like, how do I integrate? You know, all oh, those yeah. pieces of me. But that's because I was told at a very young age by my father, who's a narcissistic, masculine, patriarchal dude, yep. that women are nothing. That Oprah sucks. That yeah. Ellen DeGeneres is horrible. And then Barbara Walters is a bitch. Like I was told that when I was like seven or eight or 10 or whatever. Wow. Oh, and then Hillary Clinton was horrible too. Oprah was horrible. Ellen's horrible. And uh, Barbara Walters is, is a bitch. Like, come on. Yeah. These are like now people that are like my icons. Yeah. And I thought, oh, well, women are horrible. And then I got mad at me and myself of being a, a woman. Mm-hmm. So I tried really hard to be a man. Yep. I mean, yep. I did. I was trying my hardest mm-hmm. to be. The thing that my dad really wanted, dad, my father wanted a boy. Yeah. Got one after his third kid. But like, he didn't want girls. He still doesn't want girls. He doesn't like girls. He doesn't want to deal with the girls. That's a girl stuff thing. Girl stuff. I don't want to deal with girl stuff. Yeah. You know, like, oh, oh." and it's like, so I got, I got looked at. I viewed myself as horrible for being this dirty thing. He hated. He Mm -hmm.
0: hates women. Oh my God. That makes me so sad. I mean, but, but at at least least you moved through it. You've moved through it. I mean I have moved through it, but it, yeah. it's an interesting piece that I've
1: come through these different stages. Yes. You know, that's yeah. the stages piece. And that's what I'm pointing out to is like where it started yeah. is the stages. And so I think everyone has to go through their own stages. Hopefully you don't go through mine, but the stages of me like what is it like to be it's even weird today to even talk to a man that yeah. loves women. It's very yeah. for yeah. me. Cause it's like yeah.
0: yeah is that for real? Or is and that play? To- and then to claim and own and be known for being sexy as a woman is like, yes. uh, it's taken it to another whole level. Sexy right? boss? Are you kidding me? I mean, my father it, stopped talking to me after
1: that book. I haven't sure. talked to him since 2012 because of that book. Yeah. So yeah. how dare you be a boss and sexy? I'm sorry, what? You yeah. know, I mean, mm-hmm. I
0: live right. it. But this is, you know, I'm so glad you are just moving through it because we need models of women who just say, oh, I don't accept it. I, you know, we, we still have it in us. It's still there early on, but we have to keep questioning it like the authority of our father or, or the culture. Yeah. Know? Oh, completely. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's crazy. So what, let's talk about your book real quick and where can they find you? Cause you're awesome. Where can they
0: find you? Give them your website, Kathleen. It's KathleenHannigan.com. KathleenHannigan.com. Um, Spell yep. that for us. It's K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N H A N A G A N. KathleenHannigan.com. Like Flanagan. Flanagan. Okay. Um, and then t- so let's talk about
1: your book a little bit.
0: Yeah, so there's a whole book page on my website. Uh, my book, well, well, actually, when I first wrote it. In, in May, it was 580 pages, and I had to cut it in two because when, when somebody who's done <laughs> works for people for 30 years writes a book and wants to get everything she knows out, it's a lot. So, <laughs> and, um, so the second one is about relationships. But the first one is about how, how you become really sovereign and how you tap into that energy that we literally are made of love, like, like in the smallest particles of existence are made of love light, both same thing. So I show how that's true scientifically, but I also show how, like, what does that mean practically if that's what you are, right? And also show people the map for how to question the authority that we are, the limiting beliefs that we've been given and how to take that journey and become Mm -hmm. a person who, you know, integrates their shadow and becomes sovereign. That's really what the book is about, what we've been talking about And, um, it's for the, for the individual. And as I said, the second one's going to focus more on relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, and also one of the big parts of the,
1: so just so people know the first one you're talking about, what's the name of that one? Love seed, love seed. And that's the one that talks about the sovereignness and tapping Mm -hmm. into that, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. And taking the journey of transformation and then using it for the greater good. Oh, wow. That's okay. really awesome.
1: Okay, great. So, um, check, check you out at KathleenHannigan.com. That's K A T H L E E N H A N A G A N. Is your book on Amazon? Yes, it is. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. that's Love Seed and Love. Right, love seed? Love seed, yeah. Right? The template for birth in a new world is a map for personal and global awakening that ends the trance of fear and shows the way to a world based on love and truth. And you actually prove that we are made of love by scientific knowledge. Can you go a little bit into that before we close it yeah.
0: up? Yeah, the smallest particles of existence are called these adamantine particles. You can't really measure them. And they're made of light. And that is actually love. So the speed of love is a little faster than the speed of light. It's a really interesting thing to know. And so, yeah, so everything that you want to do in your life, every and especially more now as we, as the whole earth is evolving, when, when, so everything is under the command of love. So if you want to create miracles in your life, which we can based on the law of attraction, um, if you, anything you do that comes from a place of love, and this has really happened for, for real in my life, because when I got off track, I lost all my money, and I went back to doing it for the right reason, and my money came, right? So when you create from the place of of love, you have a lot of success. And obviously, obviously you have to have some know-how as well, but um, everything is under the command of love. Everything else is fear. And the whole purpose of us being here is to finally align with love, because it was like mutations many many eons ago that got us all hooked into fear that's not how we started you Mm -hmm. know and we're trying to kind of right the wrong and patriarchy is one of the big wrongs we've had to right it's Mm -hmm. um coming down it's not it's coming down with a fight but women will do it as the dalai lama said a western woman will save the world it's true it's very true that's very true yeah.
1: That's very true. Well, Kathleen, thank you so much for being here on Like a Boss. We really appreciate it. Great energy. Thank you. I love what you're creating and talking about. It's really awesome. So go check her out at KathleenHennigan.com. Um, this is Heather Havenwood with Like a Boss. And her book again is Love, See the Template for Birthing a New World. This is Heather Havenwood Like a Boss. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Roku, Spotify, and Pandora coming soon. Heatherhavenwood.com. Are you a coach, consultant, small business owner, or online entrepreneur? Do you want to significantly grow your business, triple your list, and double your sales conversions? If the answer is yes, then launching a podcast is the next step. You see, being an expert in your field, having a website is no longer enough to be noticed in today's marketplace. I call it the influencer effect. Being an influencer is the key. You see people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And having your own podcast helps people to connect with you. If you're interested in having me help you launch your own podcast, grow your influence, and promote your business, then go to InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. That's InfluencerGrowthFormula.com. And let me help you rise to the top. Thank you for listening to Like a Boss, helping you rise to the top. Join Heather's Mastermind at InfluencerTribe.com, where she helps you become an influencer and dominate your field. Follow Heather Havenwood on Instagram. Interested in interviewing or scheduling a call with Heather? Go to CallWithHeather.com. For more, go to HeatherHavenwood.com.